0: Bring' them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring' them out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Bring'em Out with your hosts, Joel Richardson and
1: Alan Hill.
0: Hey everybody, we're here at the Sunnybrook ballroom inside Joel's office for another episode of Bring'em Out. I'm Alan Hill. Here with Souljo himself, looking dapper in pink tonight.
1: Yeah, but the button's kind of popping here, right? <laughs> Let's just get right into it. I love it, dude. I, Let's go. Yeah, I can't let the, sl- the, the slouch chain because I, I, the body just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing pink, you're wearing black, and it's slimming. Because I cut out sugar for two weeks, and then let me tell you, I fell off hard.
0: <laughs> you and me both, my friend. Yeah, it was
1: so bad that, like, I, I uh, so... We had Brewer night, right, and that was yeah. the day after, and the day after, two days after Halloween. Mm-hmm. And DJ Bob running trivia waited in line for the general. Like Ronan's running VIP, I'm running the general mission, so I'm checking in 750 people yeah. in 90 minutes, Whew. maybe less, Her- right? 75 minutes. Quite a task. All of a sudden, in line was DJ Bob with a basket full of candy. Oh, and was like, would you like a treat? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I cut out sugar. He goes, I had to ask. And then walks away. That was it. He waited in line just for that moment. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. The best. But I got home that Friday night. So I, uh, it was three days after Halloween. And I started eating what Bob had given uh, um, um, Hershey Kisses and whatever was in the kitchen. And then I ate the, uh, the third Friday pizza friday mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I had avoided it for two weeks it was the third week that i got it and let me tell you i woke up sneezing like crazy <laughs> and I, I i realized that it was from the the heat kicking in mm-hmm. and i'm allergic to dust oh, okay but i also think the next day i woke up with such a headache mm-hmm. it was because my body felt like it was poisoned <laughs> totally dude and that's how like bad you figured that's sugar it's unbelievable how it messes you up and
0: how you can live with it. when yeah. you're used to it, but boy, you take it away and then you introduce it back. Yeah, I had the same thing, man. I fell off two weeks ago, and uh, or a week and a half ago, something like that. And uh, around the same time, yeah, right around Halloween. You know, damn Halloween ca- candy. You know, I even gave my I gave my candy to. Uh, I bought a bag of candy, mm-hmm. but then ended up having to do my football podcast during trick or treat, so I couldn't answer the door. Yeah, and I didn't want to be that jerk old dude that doesn't give out the candy so i gave my the bag i bought to my neighbor and he handed it out so i thought a couple days later he knocks on my door he's like hey Al, weren't many kids this year hands me three quarters of a five pound bag of candy which i ate most of
1: <laughs> which we don't have to speak of
0: yeah anymore oh, oh and the topper to the whole sugar rush run was so you weren't mad at your neighbor no, no, no. I was like, yeah, bring the bag of crack over. I'll smoke it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, dude, then uh I, I then the culmination of the uh the uh falling off the the good eating diet uh bandwagon was uh I ordered a uh Sicilian pizza, a they called it a tomato pie, uh-huh. which it's just uh, with but I had ricotta put on top. So, it's a tomato pie with ricotta and uh I ate- Not four, scaring me away. Yeah. <laughs> I ate three quarters of that pizza over the course of about, I don't know, four or five hours, something okay, like that. Okay, was, was it a large pie? The big rectangle type oh. with the square pieces. Okay, Sicilian. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ate, uh, I mean, eight pieces or something, you know, something like that. And then, that wasn't good enough because now I needed the sugar fix, right? So now I get out the old uh, blender and I take the, uh, or- the Oreo cookies and cream uh, ice cream that I bought because I knew I was on a bender, and the, uh, I had just happened to prepare some frozen uh, little uh, bite-sized candies to put in the milkshake. So now I put a bunch of the, the leftover Halloween candy in the case. If I could be cream. a fly on the
1: wall. Dude,
0: this was all by, now you know my late night habits, you know. Yeah, this is all
1: 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well,
0: I started at 3 in the afternoon. Oh, okay, okay, That's okay. when I ordered Bert, the pizza. Bert, all right. Bert. I got up early so I'd be hungry by 3.
1: And could start- I hate myself.
0: Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. So I ate, I put, I don't know how many pieces of, of uh, bite-sized Halloween candy into this milkshake with the cookies and cream ice yeah. cream, blended it up, ate it like it was the it was a, like a blizzard, do you know what I mean, like a Dairy Queen blizzard, and within 10 minutes, felt like I was going to die, like, li- like not literally die, but I, I felt so bloated so like you know when you eat too much sugar so much sugar that you have that uh like bad come down thing yeah, yeah. you know i mean literally i had to go to bed at nine thirty i couldn't tell you the last time i went to bed at nine thirty and it was probably fourth grade or something and uh and i slept other than to get up and go to the bathroom every now and then i slept until like two o'clock the next afternoon felt oh so God. bad dude yeah so bad
1: yeah you had to sleep off not not work off sleep yes! sleep off, sleep off. Yeah. yeah 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 dude it
0: was like I did I had like a bout of like heroin I mean I never did heroin but I see the people nodding off doing yeah. it you know and uh it I, makes
1: you want to go into a coma yes and and i f- I, f- I feel that way when I overeat like yeah. all the time because yeah. like your body's not breaking it down and it just feels like shutting down that's it
0: that's it yeah dude oh, yeah. Buddy. well we have the same struggle my friend what are we
1: doing
0: All I could think of is uh this isn't gonna look good in Puerto Rico
1: no <laughs> Dude, I, uh, so you know how like you're shopping for deals and mm-hmm. you're like, going so I had, um, and, and I told you I've been on the phone with different people. And, yeah. uh, so I had a dream that, uh, I was on the phone with some sort of like travel agent or someone helping me. And he goes, this is amazing. He goes, I can't, I found flights for $7. I go, that can't be right. $7. I go, throw me down for two. Yeah, sign me up. I go, It's great. He goes, Oof, looks like you do have a 12-hour layover. I go, yeah, well, that's not how I want to go. I go, yeah, I have to spend a half a day somewhere I don't want to be. I go, I'd rather spend an extra 100 bucks <laughs> and get on an actual flight. Like, 12, it's not that. 12-hour layover going to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's awesome. what I'm saying. Yeah like 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 it's a Monaco, like going in like, australia <laughs> right halfway around the world where are you headed beijing
0: seven dollars the entire
1: flight's 12 hours goodness. like they're like yeah they're, no that sounds like a flight i don't want to get yeah, on
0: for. For real, man. and i'm
1: like now this is also a sign i need a vacation because i'm having dreams about bargains yeah I'm like this needs to happen
0: oh that's priceless man asap asap yeah <laughs> Oh
1: man, yeah, That's... dude. Just a little rest and relaxation, man. But we're we're building it, man, and it, it feels uh, it feels good heading into December, because this this year was busier than last year, and uh, last year I think we had we had a breakfast with Santa, um, and then we had Aunt Mary Pat, you know, comedy shows sprinkled in, mm-hmm. and then uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, but even this year, we have Aunt Mary Pat again. Um, we have a swing dance. Um, breakfast with santa then we have the celtic, celtic christmas yeah. um two bingos Ooh. so i, I put the stupid video uh, uh post of me with the toboggan hat and the um oh as eddie and Ed, cousin, cousin eddie. eddie yeah yeah From we christmas sold vacation christmas vacation 500 tickets in four days good lord we had to add a second <sighs> night the second night now when we have wednesday and thursday it's up to over 300. Get the heck out of here. Yeah. It's incredible. So it's two more nights. That's absolutely incredible. Then New Year's Eve, we have The Sounds of Sunnybrook, the uh, old director's band of the retired uh, music directors. They're in the matinee, mm-hmm. one to four. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jason Solomon on New Year's Eve comedy show. That would be great. Then we have Dibs and Detonators at night. So we only did one event last year. Now we have three on New Year's Eve. We just uh, booked New Year's Eve Eve uh dj uh dan line dancing nice
0: yeah nice you which know he'll people help. have
1: gotten uh every event he's gone to people have mentioned the podcast
0: ah beautiful yeah All yeah, right, yeah. Dan, yeah. Nice. yeah so that's, that's uh, great
1: it's pretty funny and then uh got the Celtic christmas and uh and then we got um q dk yeah, QDK
0: with Daryl Davis.
1: Yeah, yep. that's coming up on um, on uh, December first.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be badass. So,
1: dude, it's gonna be like a, a really like action packed December. And December historically, even when I was at like Valley Forge Casino and other places, with the holidays and everything, it normally starts dying down mm-hmm. so
0: but you're just i mean and like uh, i know the celtic thing is sold well already the, yeah like i mean it's just amazing It's so cool man i'm so fired up about that
1: yeah you know
0: it's, a, it's just a really exciting time
1: yeah what an exciting time to be alive yeah buddy yeah yeah <laughs> so no it should be it should be great man i'm really looking forward to then going into next year already having all these events booked and then if we could just book them again and repeat then you have cause we right. have like small business saturday which we just uh went through um so on saturday of thanksgiving we in a week we had 50 vendors wow yeah Holy crap yeah so we're just trying to um get as many people through as we can that's man. a
0: beautiful thing to oh and we didn't mention the uh, chris barron show too with uh, chris barron. david di opening up yeah it's going to be awesome and then
1: we have uh, also the nutcracker oh yeah which we'll see that, um yes that could uh, be really cool that yeah. could be really cool and again that's a that's a holiday themed thing so uh right right yeah <sighs> I love yeah. it, dude. i love
0: it yeah yeah man, um, that's really cool and you're establishing what works yeah you know
1: what i mean so we have to talk about bobby kelly so bobby oh. kelly came last saturday dude. killed
0: killed
1: right he said that he goes he said it on stage but he said he would have never came to potstown pa before the pandemic yeah then some chinese woman sneezed in someone's mouth <laughs> started covid and now Soul Joel's is the comedy capital of the, uh, the Mecca of the world. Yeah, which is, yeah. what a thing to say, man. No, it was awesome. And, I, and I, look, like, I, I get it. He's pandering. Not also, but... Yeah, liv- but Bo- listen, Bobby doesn't fucking pander. That's true. That's true.
0: If there's anybody out there that doesn't pander, it's Bobby fucking Kelly.
1: Right. That's so true.
0: So when he says that, he fucking means it.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but because he said it in the first show, and the, I mean, the first show was sold out. Second show, halfway filled. Mm-hmm. But he said it both times. Goes on the bonfire says that he hasn't been in a comedy room that hot in years. He can't tell you the last time he's been in a room that hot. And then Big J goes and says that uh, uh, he's still upset that I uh, um,
0: oh geez.
1: capitalized on the... But I, I keep telling him that two things. One, I denied any interview mm-hmm. for that first six months. I didn't do any interviews over. The only one I did was uh, Page Six, mm-hmm. right. which I didn't think was real. Right That's right That's right And I said no to everyone Like dude Places from Connecticut Wanted to have me on And I said no It wasn't It was the story to tell And uh But uh, again he, like he I guess he came back And started defending me But Even like uh, Lewis Lewis J. Gomez Went on uh, um, Bennington's Unmasked oh. Ron Bennington Okay And Said that this maniac Me <laughs> Is still doing shows In the park Outside But here's the thing that was be- right before we announced we were coming here. It was literally like two weeks before. Dude, yeah. I was at that show. Yeah, you were at that show. And here's the thing. Lewis was getting paid, okay? So how was I supposed to pay him if I wasn't charging the customers? Because he was saying that he couldn't believe that he ha- I had a show that people had to pay for in a park where people enter for free.
0: Dude, listen. I love Lewis, but fuck that. Let me yeah. tell you why. You had, the, You know what that fucking show was? It was Louis J. Gomez, headliner. Yeah. Zach Amico featuring headliner. Yeah. And fucking Tim Butterly, headliner headliner hosting yeah for crying out loud yeah I mean, that, that was a massive show now was there somebody doing meth 20 feet away yes yes but so
1: fucking what it was, was a, great it a random show. cowboy walking by with an american uh, flag speedo yeah yeah
0: also yes was there a mother who was a little concerned about Luis J Gomez's language in front of her children walking past yeah. yes but yes. fuck her
1: too and yeah. <laughs> walking walking by like the the, the uh, three ducklings
0: yeah totally the mother yeah. and her
1: ducklings yeah taking
0: yeah. for a little swim in the lake <sighs> it was wild Priceless, but for but listen, I'm sure he was in hyperbole mode because he was on a podcast. But fuck that, yeah. That was if if
1: there is ever a comedy show worth paying for, that was one of them right there. And I still think that those guys need me, not need me, but have me because they're not talking about any other comedy club. They're talking about me, right. It's almost like I'm the heel in wrestling. Right. And right. I talk about the bad guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, sometimes you're the sometimes you're the babyface. Like a lot of times you are. They're just they're just really going not in this case, but a lot of times it's just guys bringing you up and being like, "Can you believe Soul Joel kicking ass and taking names and yeah. doing real well, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, but I have heard also that especially when Big J involved, the other side, right? Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You got you need to have some sort of uh, come to come to Jesus moment with Big J and bury this hatchet, man. Because I can't believe well, he still I, talks I, about that.
1: I think it's going to be when I finish this book oh, and I get you to go, go on because go, yeah, there yeah. you go. We're five out of ten chapters done. Yeah, we're happy. beautiful, life. dude. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Yeah, and some of the stuff I'm hearing about it, it's gonna be a banger, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't wait, dude. It's gonna be killer. Yeah, um, no, no, that and
1: that's gonna be fun. Um, so yeah, Bobby came, and he that just... first show
0: was so freaking. Talk about a hot room. Yeah, holy shit, dude. Yeah. He did more crowd work than I've ever seen Bobby do and he does a decent amount but you know not he doesn't go Voss on you very often you right. know
1: what I mean Oh yeah yeah and yeah He did a
0: shit ton of crowd work that night it was very yeah, cool which, to see which
1: It almost felt like it was I could see why people thought it was made up it was hilarious where uh, the the guy in front by himself, seat missing. Oh so of course God. you start talking about that, and the guy's talking about how his girlfriend couldn't make it, and he's like, "Oh, dude, like," and and went off on it. Oh, he went off. Do you even have
0: a girlfriend? I bet she's you know she's she's probably hideous. or You know, yeah. Well, because well, because
1: he uh, he he got to the point where he told him he uh, owns a landscaping business. That's right. He goes, "Are you?" At, he goes, "You are too good looking." He's like, "You're not the guy out there working." And he goes, "Oh, I bet you're." Uh, your girlfriend's one of the workers <laughs> That's right. made her Mexican <laughs> yeah, made her, named her margarita and, yeah, or margar- <laughs> yeah Yeah, exactly and, and, and said be like uh, i'm going to see the show to be like i, I want to go see the yeah, show They want
0: to see show too yeah.
1: so she's in the back talking to bald-headed john security john. is that where she was the whole she, time not the whole time oh, okay at some point
0: she came back into the room. Came back, okay. you know,
1: well, you no, know, came into the room. Okay. I, I don't know what happened, maybe kids or something like that, but she came.
0: Oh, she had never even been there.
1: She hadn't been there. I did okay. Yeah, 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 so she was, and then, like, got a drink or checked, it. she checked in late. Okay. And then John, and then, through, and then he goes, oh, we were just talking about you, and then that, the whole thing. Dude, because yeah.
0: John, John walked her up. Yeah. And he tapped me on the shoulder as he was walking back and goes
1: that's that's the guy's wife
0: i was like you gotta be i couldn't wait to see where it was gonna go and oh it just got even better he, from there john
1: bald headed john is now starting to realize that there's two shows going on one for us one for the audience yes. and that was like he knew you could see because i mean it, it, you can't help but get caught up in that <laughs> you really can't man. yeah
0: you really can't yeah it's priceless dude and when there's a an a plus comedian which bobby kelly is an a plus comedian you can pick your favorite within the a plus range but bobby's as good as it fucking gets in this on the planet man he really is and when an a plus comedian is on his game yeah and giving you his a plus yeah and playing off of some crazy ass shit in the crowd yeah. you know i mean come on it's a perfect firestorm of just comedy awesomeness man
1: and and we uh we end up telling them that because of you we designed our room after his last special kill box. So cool. Yeah. And I said that. And, uh, and I think he really appreciated that. I think he forgot it. Cause here's what happened. Uh, I get an email from his wife about giving him my number and I, he already has my number. I've te- I texted him earlier in the week, but I looked at it. He goes, dude, look at how many. And he just showed me all the text messages he was. He was, he gets like in a week. I can only imagine. Cause he's doing all the podcasts and oh, all, dude, everything he does. Yeah. Normal life and everything, right, you know? Right. And, uh, so he calls me up right away and I go, uh, Yo, Bobby, what's up, man? What's your ETA? He goes, Are you at a rap concert right now? And I go, What are you talking about? I was outside. I was getting into my car. I was headed to the club. I go, I, No. And he goes, Yo, what up, yo? And I go, Oh, that's my Philly accent. Yo, Bobby, what's up? What's your ETA? Like, I just thought he called. He goes, Hi, how are you? <laughs> He's, like, slowing things down, and, I, and I, when he finally gets there, I go, I'm sorry, I'm high strong." He goes, be who you are, man.
0: Dude, that is so funny. So he
1: basically asked about, uh, he, he brought his feature down, um, Max. Yeah, Max uh, Marcus, Max who was Marcus. very funny, and man. And from Philly, I didn't realize.
0: Yeah, I didn't either, actually. Yeah. I know Max is the producer of uh, YKWD and uh, Greg Stones, Yeah, uh, Friday Night Greg and whatever else Greg does, does a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been kind of risen up the producer ranks in the last couple of years in the uh, in the New York comedy scene. And yeah. uh, I'd never seen him do stand up, and he was very funny,
1: very funny, very dude. funny. His mom was there at your show. Yeah, that's she right. came afterwards. Who yeah, you could definitely tell was his mother. Mom, Is, yeah, they,
0: yeah, he was even shorter
1: than her him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. And uh, um, but yeah, Bobby. Um, oh. Yeah, he asked. He asked where if there was a cigar shop. So I, I sent him over to That's our right. good friends over at uh, Goose's Cigar. Mm-hmm. So the lounge, which Bobby went to last time, I think he forgot. Right. Um, He's been but, to a lot of cigar lounges. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, came and then just uh, just had a blast, dude.
0: Dude, something else, man. And uh, and let's not forget to mention Brian Fennell hosting, who tore yeah. it up. Also, love Finell, man. Yeah. That awesome Philly dirtbag. He's great.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because normally uh, when he brings jokes, Russell, um, he does a two person show. Right. So I guess it's because we did two shows. He was like, "Who's hosting?" And I was like, "Oh, I could host." Then I remember Fennell had texted me earlier in the week, mm. asking about that. Ah. So I couldn't get off the phone fast enough with Bobby, and Fennell goes, "Yeah, man."
0: Dude, Fennell's great. He really is. I like him a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's a great on stage, good dude. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, dude. So uh, real quick, mm-hmm. I hand him I hand him money for the night. Fennell. Yeah. Okay. And and he goes to put it in his pocket. I said, "No, no, no," because he was about to count it. I go. Could you please count it? Because I want to make sure I didn't short you. 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. He counts it. He goes, I think you did short me 20 bucks. (laughs) And I did. Because I'm too caught up. You see me. I'm like, there's so much going on. I'm, I'm trying to watch Bobby's set. And pay someone. Dude. I don't know, I don't know
0: how you <laughs> two, do it, Two, four, six.
1: Oh, who cares? Yeah. And I just hand it to him. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and plus, you know, what else is going on in the other room? What's going on over here? What's going on over there? You got 17 people to pay out that night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, that with uh, the night before, which we'll maybe we'll get into here in a little bit with uh, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, dude, you're like, okay, I owe this guy, this guy, this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you got like a.
1: Well, and that's mm. why I know that you had sent me um, uh, everyone's payout, but I'm like, I knew you knew and it's all your relationship and I'll try and uh,
0: and I will try and remember to bring that with me the night of from now on cuz I didn't even think of it.
1: Oh, no. It <laughs> Just was to fine. make it easier. But, but um then the other part was uh so we had um Banalamas oh. and all the connections there with all not only you, but then Fred. Yeah. And then um Grateful uh, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah you, buddy buddy. Grateful Fred exactly. And then um Dave's wife, Leah. Her cousin is uh, uh another friend that comes to shows, Allison from Phoenixville. Oh wow. So, it's just a wild And they
0: were there uh the her older brother Nick was college roommates
1: with uh with uh Joe Bartnick, uh, Joe Bartnick.
0: which is unbelievable. Yeah, Bartnick Fred...
1: do you schedule Bartnick to come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's Saturday March 29th, which we looked at the calendar, mm-hmm. not realizing that's the day before Easter. Oh. Okay. Which doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It's just a. Uh, but it's he is last Saturday in March, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we're gonna have Band of Llamas open and close. That's
0: awesome. Yeah,
1: exciting. So, but so Dave's brother comes up and John, John. So we're in the middle of figuring out payment. Mm-hmm so i was like oh you're the sound guy right ryan
0: right you thought it was ryan that's I thought right.
1: it was ryan, and he goes no no he goes i'm not my brother i'm the better looking guy and i quickly
0: realized it's <laughs> such a john response yeah too, but i thought guy, I thought it was
1: dave's brother i mean i figured out it was dave's brother right. but i thought it was Ryan. you thought it was ryan <laughs> it's so i'm like funny, there's dude. so many people here yeah. i'm like i'm not retaining everyone
0: oh dude and you're meeting all these people for the you know like first time. ryan
1: second time everybody else well,
0: and yeah. ryan and dave second time everybody else first time it was a
1: shorter Chubbier guy (laughs) with beard beard and glasses. (laughs) Both awesome guitar players, by the way. Not that that uh,
0: that would matter right then, but oh man, that's funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. And John is a character man; like he's a funny guy. So Dave and John are both priceless dudes. The Lippies, Bandalamas, check them out; they're killer. So
1: now, obviously. You know i i grew up playing the piano i i, I once played the, uh took drum lessons and the viola oh, oh easy buddy yeah yeah, yeah I, I know i didn't mean I, to brag so early i took a pod. whack at the cello for a year yeah well <laughs> yours is bigger than mine and uh but 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 music's your world right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and comedy's uh I consider comedy like i'm more in tune with that Fucking at man. the end of the show uh uh trey alexander yeah invites um, John up to do a uh, duo, a jam. So now, was that planned? Was that spur of the moment? Do they say it might happen? Well, here's... because it was a moment where, like, uh, you see John and them are, like making eye contacts, like not romantically, but like they're doing <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti
0: strands yeah. between yeah, yeah, their yeah, mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right in slow motion across which, which I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine with uh, w- with uh, Trey's longer hair. He was the lady. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. So here's what I know about that. So, um, Ryan, sound man Ryan, Ryan Chirk, my former student and great friend, uh, who's been invaluable here. Um, he he's running around like a maniac the whole show. He takes his right. job very right. seriously. He's running around with his iPad or whatever that thing is that uh, he can adjust the yeah, sound yeah, from yeah, yeah. on the his little board. device, right. right? And uh um, and he's up on the stage checking things. He's running around different spots in the audience checking things. And he comes over to me and he's like, uh, so uh, there might be some kind of jam coming up here. And this was an hour and a half into the two hour show, something like that. They played one or two more songs. And then uh, all of a sudden, I saw, I, I said to Ryan, he goes, Oh, that's what Ryan said. He says, uh, where, where are the guys from Bandalamas? And I was like, uh, I pointed back to the bar because I had just got done talking to John at the bar, but he wasn't there anymore.
1: They're uh, doing trinkets and treats. <laughs> yeah, totally, man, totally. Yeah, they might be outside yeah, yeah.
0: having a cigarette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, so Ryan went to find them. And then I see him ro- come through the the side door from the restaurant area You know, with Dave. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, something's definitely happening. And then uh, Trey did one or two more songs after Ryan said that to me, and then all of a sudden it was like, uh, oh, it's happening. you know. And then I see them hustling around trying to get things set up real quick. They did it because like, they're freaking pros. They did it like that. And then they launched into a, a epic 10-minute-long version of Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Which was, listen, If if anybody out there that wasn't there that appreciates guitar Check out Bandolamas, John Lippy, Dave Lippy, and um, the Trey Alexander Band and his various other things. Valerian Son he also has and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, two of the best guitar players you ever see just tore it up for ten minutes to an epic song that people love to tear things up to. Uh, they were, I mean, like Trey is as like I've known Trey since he was a teenager, and that dude is as good as anybody I've ever known and John is right there with him. And uh you know they just they just went to town on this tune. It was like it would be like if uh if all of a sudden David tell had wandered into that Bobby Kelly show on Saturday. Yeah. And
1: they started bumping and mics. And they and
0: they start riffing, you got it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You got it. But now now uh another question I had that only you could probably say and and, and maybe maybe you can't cuz mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. So Trey, when you watched him, yeah, and I, and I watched this, but from a production standpoint, mm-hmm. he had guitars lined up,, yeah. and they're all different, and, and apparently like that's, that's him because mm-hmm. his, his uh, Instagram is Trey Alexander guitar. Oh yeah, and you know like he but how or why does he decide which guitar he's going to play for which one? Does he know or does he care, uh, and can he share? Yeah all that yeah. kind of stuff.
0: That's a great question. So the way that works.
1: I'm glad it was because I didn't know if it was a stupid question. No, it was
0: brilliant. It was actually brilliant. Yeah, because it's... something I noticed.
1: Yeah, that's really smart, and it's it's
0: it's something that is is ev- like a lot of guitar players are what I call gearheads. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend Gavin, who is the other guitar player in uh, uh, Snap Squatch. Yeah. Okay, Gavin and I have been friends since I was 14, years and he was early. at the show. Gavin was at that show because yeah. he knows great guitar playing, and Gavin who works 60 hours a week, drove his ass up from Lancaster to see that shit because he yeah. knew how good it was. and uh, um, So Gavin, my bass player Steve, and a bunch of my friend uh, Brian Goshaw that you've met, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all serious gearheads, okay? That means they spend a lot of time studying their equipment. I'm more of the, remember that weightlifting commercial, I pick things up and put them down? Yeah, yeah. I'm the guitar equivalent of those guys. I turn knobs until it sounds good, and okay. but I can't talk the, the... Figure it out. Yeah, but here's what goes on. Trey... In large part, one because he's just awesome, and uh, but in large part two because he won this uh, this uh, guitar player amateur um, guitarist of the year in two thousand five. He doesn't have to pay for a lot of uh, equipment anymore. Like he has sponsorships out the wazoo, which is where every musician wants to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And so a lot of that stuff, I'm assuming, is custom built for him. I know, I know for a fact, at least a few of them are, if not all of them. And uh, so he has what every guitar player wants. And he has an ear and the skill to back it up in spades. Yeah. All right. So what he's doing is he's he's picking a guitar that's perfect for the sound of the song that he's playing next. Okay. Like if you go back and you listen to like his set, he'll he'll like he'll play some straight up blues tunes. Like he started off with a with a uh, I don't know the name of the song, but it was a straight up blues kind of shuffle, like bump bum bump bum bump that kind of feel, right? And he tore it up to that. That's a very different sound than stuff the stuff he was doing by the middle of the set, which was more of a fusion sort of uh, guitar shredder type stuff, like Joe Satriani, Steve Vai esque kind of things. Um, and so he had another type of guitar for those type of things. And each one has its own unique and distinct sounds. It has what are called different pickups, which means it sounds a little different. It'll uh, one guitar might have a brighter wood, so it pops out a little more. One have a darker wood so it's a little more of a mellow tone that kind of stuff but a guy like trey knows his shit big time and he knows exactly why and when to use each guitar for the best sound for each song
1: right okay
0: yeah you go see eric clapton for instance okay guy who um who has unlimited resources yeah right you know he's been in the game forever he's got you know millions and millions and millions behind him i saw him at the spectrum in ninety one or two and uh I happen to sit on the side of the stage where his guitar rack was. Yeah, a hundred guitars. Right. He, somebody brought him a different guitar after every song. Now he played twenty, twenty-five songs. He didn't touch. Still, barely hit a quarter of those guitars. You know what I mean? But for him, each night, maybe he decides he wants a different one, or maybe each one's a specific backup for that one that he knows he's going to play for "Sunshine of Your Love." You know. So every guitar player has their own nerding out thing. That now they the do o- that. the other
1: thing I, I thought about is. So, before I had my place, I would travel around and do shows at other places. And when you're bringing your own sound equipment, knobs get turned and stuff like that as you're driving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you always, like, make sure everything's turned up before you uh, plug it in. Yeah. Now, with the guitars, is it the same thing where do you have to, especially those, make sure they're in tune before you play them? Yes. Yeah. So I, obviously there's sound checks and stuff like that, but I don't know how in depth those sound checks are. Guitars go out of tune just sitting there sometimes. Okay. So let alone traveling an hour.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So no matter what you do before you leave your house, you're tuning your guitars when you get to the venue for okay. sure. Okay. All right.
1: And then every 100%. Guitar,
0: 100%. It has to be done, period. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to be a keyboard player that it's electronic and you never have to worry about it. Or if you're a piano player, you get somebody to tune it once a year and it stays in tune, but guitars aren't like that. Yeah. So, um, so everybody's a little different as far as when it comes to on stage. Now, uh, um, for somebody like Trey that's using so many different guitars, my guess would be that he tuned them all right before the show, um, either during sound check or right after. And then as soon as he picks it up, he checks it again real quick. And he's a pro, so he does it where you barely notice. You know what I mean? And then he's off to the next song, you know? Um, there's a good type of tuner called a poly tuner. This okay. is real guitar nerd stuff, but it's a good question you ask. So this is a real quick way of doing it. You hit the all six strings, and it yeah. tells you if any one of them are out instead of having to go through them individually. Okay. So a guy like Trey probably uses something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because uh, I was able to meet him in the hallway knowing, seeing the flyer, that it was him. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, so he had time to spare.
0: Big time, dude. No, he was, I mean, we they, they, everybody was super professional at that show. The uh, sound guy, Ryan, got here super early. Everybody got there early, and they were setting up and doing their thing with plenty of time. to. I mean, we, they, they had, I don't know, 45 minutes of downtime or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not always like that. I mean, you know, the Bad Slice show, everybody was here super early and super professional, but right. we were still tweaking the sound five minutes before the doors open. <laughs> right. So it just right. depends, you know. there It just depends on what specifically is happening that night. How, you know, sometimes it's just a crazy night, and it's just you're having a hard time pulling it together for whatever reason.
1: You right. Know? But
0: we, luckily we have some real pros. Yeah, and, no, uh, for sure, man. They're helping pull it together for us. Um,
1: and uh, you, th- you expect the next uh, QDK to be the same thing?
0: A hundred percent, dude. No, that, uh, that one... That is, f- that's four dudes that have been playing music since at, at the at a bare minimum since the seventies. Okay, all right. These guys are as professional as it gets. They've been there, done that. One guy is from the freaking Hooters, you know. Another guy has played with Bob Dylan and Billy Squire, on and on and on. Um, the other guy played with Chuck Berry for crying out loud, and Quentin has played with everybody from Herman's Hermits to Bow Wow Wow. And uh, is in the Rockabilly Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I mean, these cats are as pro as it gets. Yeah. You know, Quentin, who uh, you know, um, he wanted to make sure our sound was right, and I don't blame him. Right. You know, he walked in during the because uh, he was playing Gatsby's during the Bad Slice night. Okay. Right. He walked in, took one look at what we were doing, goes, "Oh, we're good." hilarious yeah, yeah. it was fine yep he's all good now you know what i mean that's no more so questions funny oh so, yeah so can't wait for for that show for Qu- and anybody that didn't see the quentin jones episode that's watching this episode yeah go back and see what you could potentially come and see on december 1st because not only is the man in the rockabilly hall of fame a great guitar player a great performer but he is one serious character and knows how to t- spin a yarn <laughs> dude i can't wait man ten dollars <laughs>
1: in advance 15 at the door com. all the stuff's there um so the last thing I want to talk about too is uh, we had uh, Dina Blizzard. Oh yeah. So she was the night before Bobby Kelly. Yes. She packed the the room as well. Yeah. And uh,
0: I heard great things about that show. I didn't get to go in because I was doing over at the Trey show.
1: Yeah, but so people that didn't realize she was scheduled the Friday after we got shut down. So we were booked. Um, oh, get out of town. Yeah, and then. She wasn't touring for a while. Shut down because of COVID? COVID, So yep. she was booked at the original Soul Jules. Inside. Okay. Yep, she was on that March flyer. Get the heck out of yep. here, man. Wow, and I didn't know that. Okay. So she would have been the following Friday We had Julian McCullough, and then it was going to be her.
0: Get the heck out of here, dude.
1: Yeah, and- uh, I
0: didn't so know you went back with her.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she's she lives in my hometown. Get out. But that's a coincidence. Okay. Um, you know, I don't live there. She still does. You didn't go to, like, fifth grade with her or anything? No, 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 like no. Julian. No, and she's a Miss New Jersey. So, yeah, she's a beauty Yeah, pageant winner. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and she, uh, I asked, like, I asked any uh, headliner, who do you want to bring your own feature? And she goes, well, Missy Hall's available. And I'm like, well, that's, uh, scary good. Yeah, that's a heavy feature, man. Yeah. This is no
0: freaking joke, man.
1: She, uh. But they both go out and kill. Beautiful. And I had uh, I had Matt Pennington come up from. I love Matt, man. Yeah, coming from Minneapolis. Yeah, and then uh, so Dina's Blizzard. Two out of three of her kids now do comedy. And one of them came that night, right? One of them came that night. Yeah, so I knew her son already did, but now her daughter has been performing uh, Jacqueline for over a year, and yeah. In the
0: family, man.
1: In the family goes up and crushes for ten minutes. I heard she killed, man. Yeah. I was like, thank goodness I got Matt Pennington to, yeah. to, to, to mix up. No, no, I'm joking. Yeah,
0: but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it back
1: down a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're kidding, yeah, Matt. Yeah, we love yeah. you. Yeah. Well, dude, and, and he goes on and and uh um you know says the P word. <laughs> Female P, not male Pussy. P <laughs> your words, not mine. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and I go, oh boy. And and uh it's not just Uh, I kind of learned this from—I mean, just for years of doing it—but also uh, Judy Gold. Mm -hmm. After the show, was like talking about Rob Stant and talking about blowjobs. She goes, "I could follow anything, but I felt bad for Liz." And Liz Glazer can also follow anyone, (laughs) but it's like it's not—that doesn't lend itself well to the material you're doing. Right, right. Yeah, you're like when I'm going up and talking about uh, being a lesbian i don't want to follow a comedian that just talked about (laughs) blowjobs and i was like judy that is a great point that's hilarious yeah but but i mean that show was great everything everything went great but uh i went up to uh dina and i was like i'm gonna talk to him after he gets off stage she goes no 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 she was everything's great let him be who he is and it was fine and but i still pulled him aside (laughs) i go hey man just so you're more self-aware i go uh and he goes yeah you're right i'm like dude and i and i know every comic is an outlier and 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 wants to be a cowboy right right or cowgirl yes <laughs> right <laughs> they, they them cow them yeah yeah but like you get you can't like you you have to be self aware that it's not your show right it's someone else's show and and, and as a host you're laying the groundwork for the other, and no one knows that better than James Madden. That's why, Dude, like, that's why
0: James is so good. Yeah,
1: you're, you're 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 setting the tone. Yeah, you shouldn't overly curse, and 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 yeah, you could test things out for the other comics sitting in the back.
0: Listen, if you're opening up for Adrian Apolucci, that's coming tonight.
1: Yeah, you got a longer fucking leash, right? Because
0: Adrian is the dark queen
1: you know what queen. i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. she
0: is as dark and dirty as it gets
1: but sometimes those comics want to leave that for them
0: <laughs> that's a fair point too yeah and some people i won't mention a name but some people don't want crowd work in front of them
1: right right right, you know, right.
0: like there's you know there's that thing too yeah. you know so uh
1: well i thought you were talking about kevin nealon who uh oh, kevin nealon oh uh, god that
0: was a great one yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: so kevin nealon comes and and uh the one request is uh just have clean openers well uh, the um definition is always different yeah, okay
0: right what is clean Yeah. what is
1: clean but we had them thursday night at valley forge casino i'm um, sorry uh rivers casino rivers yeah in philly friday saturday it in Ford at the, at the dome. dome yep Yep. and uh so he's like well i want to i want to check this place out and i had buddy harris and brendan donnegan
0: and you were rotating rotating right rotating
1: yeah and uh, um buddy buddy goes uh oh Buddy Harris is on stage mm-hmm. and he comes out and sees Brendan and he goes, oh, well, this is great. And, uh, he goes, are you buddy or Brendan? And I'm like, it doesn't even matter. You're never going to meet these guys again or you know, whatever. But it was awesome. They did that. And I, t- yeah, and I talk, <laughs> I bring him inside and, and, uh, and, uh, buddy, buddy Harris goes, so I'm sucking this guy's dick. And, and I, I see Kevin Nealon almost go, Oh, Like, this is the first thing he's seeing for the whole weekend. And I'm like, this is not good. (laughs) And uh, the next day, uh, Buddy goes, I'm hosting, and Brendan's going to feature. And Kevin goes, great. Am I hosting tomorrow? Are we going to keep, like, circling? And And he goes, and Buddy, are we going to do the dick-sucking joke again tonight? (laughs) And I go, oh, man. I go, see, this is why you're not supposed to do that, man. That's so
0: funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's priceless.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. It's got to be a real
0: interesting Cause for, like, because the closer you get to the front of the show, the younger you are as a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah In, yeah. General, the, in the general. general. And the over James in England. James Madden's being the big exception because he's become like the host of New York City. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And over in England, it's the, it's the headliner. Host, because they do like a halftime. Oh, interesting. Host is the best comic, brings them up, does two, two shows, they do a halftime. Everybody goes to the bathroom, gets two more drinks, comes back. The host comes back, resets the room, two more comics. Interesting. Yeah, we might start doing that. It feels wild, man. It, it does. That's interesting, man. Yeah. Well, but
0: it's got to be the, this wild balancing act because the uh, generally, the earlier in the game, the comic in America, yeah. the f- closer they are to the front of the show. Right. The host being the least experienced, the feature being next, and then yeah. the headliner being the most experienced. Yeah. So that's a lot to put on a host and a feature. Uh, to just figure it out, right? You know exactly. what I mean? It's it's just it's fascinating because they they're young in their acts, yeah. They they're starting to figure out what works, yeah. And once they know what works, now they have to figure out what the, the guy they're opening up for doesn't like about what they do, right? <laughs> <And> figure it <laughs> all out. It's a fascinating yeah. little juggling act they have to do.
1: Exactly, and that's all we got, man. Yeah, I love it. Bring them out for Alan Hills, Soul Joel. Keep subscribing, uh, like us, uh, follow us everywhere, and give us a reviews and uh, keep spreading the word.